Let's get to our top story. News team, assemble! Let's get down, let's get down to business. And I got news for you. Tonight's top story comes to us from Bloomberg. This is a rare opportunity where I actually got behind the paywall. And I'm hoping that all you bobs out there can follow this link and get behind the paywall as well, because this is a topic near and dear to my heart regarding the formation, the genesis, if you will, of the Bottle of Brown podcast was we were all at home, working from home. And so the title of the article, which is dated September 26th, is Can My Employer Make Me? return to the office inquiring minds want to know what do, what do we think before before we begin yay or nay i hope yes i'm the cynic jones i'm the boss i also feel like <laughs> yeah he's the way <laughs> do he's you admired, want to my... get paid do you like work then get your ass in now i don't necessarily need that i many of my employees work from home but so we have a, we have a yes uh, should i need it or feel like it's it's beneficial to me the employer then yeah that's what i hope Jane? i'm i'm team angry and mad team so. team team am all right what are you team pm jay what yeah what do you, what do you think whatever pm what was pm i don't know i have cool and <laughs> casual and yeah, I'm going to work from home in my shorts and a beard. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that boat. Like, All right. Okay. So point counterpoint. I don't, I don't, I, can they make me go back to work? That's the question. Anyone? Can they, can they make you? Can an employer make you? Probably yes. They could make you. I just don't think they'll have employees if they make that like a All full right, policy. So we, have, we have two yeses. Here we go. Uh, let's see. The article begins with summer's end marking a time to resume normal schedules. More U.S. companies are beginning to insist that white-collar workers return to offices some or all of the week. Many of their employees are resisting, having embraced the benefits of working remotely. Most employees can push it only so far, as there is no ironclad right to work from home in the U.S. or anywhere else. A couple of countries have passed legislation strengthening employee requests to work from home. More have protected the right not to do so after hours. So, what laws have been passed on remote work? Well, in April, there's a law that went into effect in Ireland, requires employers to consider employee requests to work remotely. If employers say no, they must provide reasons why. On September 26th, the Netherlands Senate voted down a similar piece of legislation. In the United Kingdom, all employees will soon have the right to request flexible work arrangements, including remote work upon starting a job. Previously, they had to wait half a year before making this ask, which can include accommodations such as different start and end times. The new legislation requires employers to consult with their employees to explore alternatives before turning down an application. So the answer is yes. But those are all foreign. It's it, These people get like a whole summer off. Well, bear in mind, count. the Netherlands said no. The Irish said yes. No. Oh, yeah, because the Netherlands already it. get like the you Netherlands have to realize said, this is also yes, this. you can be forced back to work, and the Irish said no, you cannot be forced back to work, and the Brits, which is a very British thing here, says no, you must consider. Yeah, it's all very soft. So no, you. I mean, I guess the original question was, are they allowed to make you? Yeah, make you. <laughs> yeah. The no, it doesn't is, matter where the you are. The answer, answer is, the answer is because yes. they don't because they don't have the leg, call it employer right employee rights yet. Yeah, there is because no there's no legislation prohibiting 
an employer so can they make forcing you? an employee back? The answer is yeah. yes. So for those of you that were hoping for something else, sorry. This is all non-union stuff, though. The article continues. What are the limitations I'm of these rules? These measures don't establish a right to work remotely, but rather a right to ask to do so. Critics point out that they don't prevent companies from saying no for the same, sometimes opaque reasons they're given in the past. For instance, these arrangements would hinder work quality and performance. Number three, how do laws protect the right not to work from home? In a number of countries around the world, the so-called right to disconnect laws have gained traction. These measures essentially protect the right not to work from home or wherever an employee may be after working hours by restricting employers from contacting staff at those times. So this, this Leon's a little different. This is once you clock out, you clock the fuck out. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't go mm -hmm. to your desk and eat your cheese sandwich and then you're back on the clock. When you break, <laughs> you break. <laughs> Pioneered by France in 2016, the rules have spread to other European countries, including Spain, Portugal, and Belgium, as well as beyond to Colombia and Canada. Kenya is considering such a measure. Critics, however, have questioned the enforceability of such laws. Four. Short of a general legal right, what recourse do I have if I want to keep working from home? Many U.S. employers offer flexible work arrangements, such as remote work to workers who qualify under policies set by individual companies. Beyond that, there are a few avenues under existing law that U.S. workers can pursue. For employees with disabilities, U.S. law requires employers to provide reasonable accommodation. You guys know what reasonable accommodation is? Nobody does. Think wheelchair ramps, think ergonomic keyboards, think wide aisles between cubicles. That's reasonable accommodation. So you can't make it difficult for somebody that's eligible to work at your company. You can't make it difficult for them to work there. And if you do have such a problem, like you don't have an elevator, you don't have a wheelchair ramp, then I think that is part of reasonable accommodations where you can say, you can work from home because the office we want you to come into sucks for somebody in your condition. So employers aren't hmm. required to grant any specific accommodation if it creates them an undue hardship. That's the other side of it is, yeah, if we were to provide reasonable accommodation for you, it subjects us to an undue hardship. So workers with disabilities who go to court to challenge a denied request to work remotely tend to lose. But the odds seem to have shifted since COVID-19 launch a remote work revolution. According to Bloomberg Law Analysis, employees won about 40% of such cases in federal court in the two years before July 2023, up from about 30% in the two-year period before the pandemic. So it is becoming a thing of challenging return to office policies because of reasonable accommodations. Well, so, yeah, but there's, there's a big word in there, a disability. And, it, and I think... In true American or human fashion, people are going to find a way to exploit it. It was not put into place for people that have, it's, it's stressful for me to be in a workplace with other people. I'm stressed. It, it makes me stress. And that's a disability. It's for people with actual fucking disabilities, people who would love to be able to walk in the office but they, they don't have two working legs or people that would love to, you know, be able to hear conversations, but their hearing is impaired or see or whatever, like real disabilities, not, and, and I'm not saying mental health isn't a disability, but people exploit it. And we know that because how many, uh, 
what what's the word uh, emotional wait, 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 support what are, animals what are we talking about we're talking oh emotional support and we're talking about microaggressions yeah i mean i just uh, that people will find a, a way exploit it find doctors or whoever to support it because they're looking for a, a buck too and it's done the rule the rule is meaningless so i wish the true intent of the rule which is a positive thing to say that hey people who have a disability they deserve the same ability um you know unfeathered route to be able to make a living for themselves and if they're going to do good quality work you know you have to do your your part as a a citizen to to make sure that you can do that and i think that's fair the problem is for cynics like myself that i think that for every one real event that meets that qualification, there's like 30 that are going to exploit it that really don't qualify. And that we have to deal with that from a legal standpoint in the country. So speaking of legal, we also have another rub here. So workers in the U.S. with caregiving responsibilities are not entitled to remote work under the Americans with Disability Act or any other federal employment discrimination law. However, while the Family and Medical Leave Act allows eligible employees as many as 12 weeks of unpaid leave to care for a family member, that's FMLA, uh, with a serious health condition, it doesn't guarantee the option to work from home. Employers can, however, be sued for discrimination if they don't provide equal access to remote work to all protected groups, such as caregivers or employees with disabilities. So there oh, is hold. an option to go after discrimination so if you want to care give for a, a disabled relative at home and somebody else gets that you can sue for them saying no he can do it but you can't so to speak mm -hmm. uh, number five what about enshrining remote work and work contracts an obvious way for an individual to protect the right to work from home is to write it into his or her employment contract before starting a job of course many workers don't have the leverage needed to strike such a deal if an employer isn't amenable to it in the first place, remote work provisions were relatively rare in union contracts, see above Leon, uh, before the pandemic, but they're cropping up in more labor negotiations. A union representing workers of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency won a deal that protects remote work options. Unions representing workers at Reuters and the New York Times secured hybrid work options and contracts that were ratified by workers in January and May, respectively. So there are ways to get around it, but basic gist is unless you're in a very specific environment with very specific circumstances, boss says, come to the office or you're fired. Those are your options. But for now, I mean, we all know what happens here. What do you, right? yeah, what do you, what do you think? Give me, give me a prediction. Because, because it's popular. I get why it's popular. It of who it's like, Hey, raise your hand if you'd prefer to not drive traffic and traffic and deal with going into an office. Like, raise your hand, uh, everyone. Oh, obviously. So the bigger question is, and I, we've co covered this in past pods, then why would employers want you to be there? What is there? Why is it worth the fight and the lower morale to bring them in? Why? What's the real reason? And, and I think that there's some old school mentality, you know, we've talked about, yeah, you got the gray hairs in there and they, they, you know, this is the way I did it. So this is the way you're going to have to do it. 
I'm, I get that point of view. I don't believe it. I've personally seen it. I've personally experienced it. And, uh, I, I, pers- I, I feel like there's no rights for employers. like the rights for employers are being stripped. And at some point we have to step up and, and, and say like, Mr. Jones, you know, like businesses go in with a plan. I am going, it's going to cost X. I'm going to make Y. My profit margin is Z. That's what it is. And you're basing that on a set of rules and laws and policies that you have to, to adhere to. And then you go and you implement that. You borrow the money. You go leverage yourself. You put yourself at risk. You put yourself, your company at risk, your livelihood at risk, and you go execute that plan. And while you're executing it, Uncle Sam comes in and goes, oh, by the way, new rule. That completely blew your whole plan uh, that you never saw coming. Like uh, you have to have 50% of your workforce work from home. Well, that doesn't work for what I my plan that there's certain efficiencies, whatever it is, right? The the rules are constantly changing. I get it. The environment changes and demand changes and there's a lot of change and you have to be able to, to be agile enough to deal with that as, as a, as a business. But I don't think it's fair that uncle Sam's the one that, you know, throws extra cones in the way. My point behind starting this whole thing though, was it will change. We need to be ready for it because the majority, like I said, raise your hand if you'd rather not go in, are going to say, yeah, I want to work from home and I want legislation to protect me for that. And this guy that's up here on the podium is saying that he's going to do that for me. So I'm going to vote for him. <laughs> and that wow. is a great platform to run on because you're going to, it's very popular. It's very popular to, to get rid of student loan debt. It's very popular to say work from home. This is very well, don't, popular. Don't bring thing. in student loan. That's different, but no, I think but you're I, absolutely it is right. a certain generation where it's popular, right? And there's people, there's a, a large percentage of like, yeah, I'd like to not have that debt. Yeah. I'd like to not go into work. There's, yeah, there's, there's platforms that people, what I'm saying is that there's popular platforms that people lump in with their political beliefs and then they run on it. And the more people that are like, yeah, that's what I believe in, they're going to get voted in. And then we're going to, that's, that's what's going to happen because that's, and if they're popular things like this, where people are thinking about, you know, me, not just politics, basically just running on a platform. It's all it really is. But I I do agree with you. I completely agree with you that politics shouldn't get into an employee working in a hybrid setting, a setting or in the office like that, that just, does, they, but will that doesn't it? work. But I, I don't know. I think my, 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 my two cents in this whole thing is it's way too early. The issue is we are still living under the leases that were currently underwritten for this amount of office space and it hasn't oh, started to yeah. roll off yet. And it we're is coming. trillion dollars. So yeah. That was one of, that was a potential story. So like your reality is, is it like to this point, is it like an employer has had all this office space that's collecting dust? Um, I got shrinked. So I went from one floor to another one. You know what? I was in the office. It was packed every day this week. It was, there were people everywhere. That being said, I don't know what it looked like today. Probably nothing. But um, getting to this point of, we don't know what it looks like. And I think it is probably working from home is here to stay, but what's the impact to the employer and the economy on the other side, I think could dictate some kind of 
change that could be unforeseen right now. And what it really is going to morph itself into is still unknown. There's a problem yeah. of uh, how do you measure productivity, right? That's my whole beef with it is, yeah, make you come into they the do. office so that you can come in and participate in Zoom calls. You know what that's, it is? That's it's, a waste it's of shit. It's more oversight. It's more entry. It's you have more accountability. So while you, when you're in the office, the accountability was just like, oh, well, Johnny came in today and, you know, right. he took I a 45 minute them. lunch and I, then he left. I, I, saw can, I can walk down the hall and get them well, when I need them. There's a flip side with this whole situation of why can you work from home is that like you have meetings, you have online and you have tracking. The tracking is insane in employee productivity. Mm -hmm. Like, like you have, I don't know if you guys get it. I get it. Oh, you had only 20% of quiet time this week. And they literally track everything about you to the T because everything is your phones, your phone is ringing through the internet. Everything's coming. So my point being, your productivity or overall oversight is behind the scenes of you having your computer on. That's what it is. Now, if you're on the golf course, you're going to be out of work or you're your, answering your emails. Your phone or better be working. Kind of. And that's where two phones come into play. So I don't know. Um, my, my advice to any young bobs out there, get your ass into the office because that's where shit happens. That's where you get oh, yeah. FaceTime with executives. Oh, yeah. That's where you develop mentorship relationships. That's where you learn how the, how the system works. That's where you learn where the bones are buried. Mm -hmm. By the time you get to the core audience of the Bottle of Brown podcast, you're probably in your late thirties, your early forties. You've got kids, picket fence and responsibilities. At that point, the company knows you're not a flight risk and they're probably more likely to loosen the, the strings on you and let your leash go. Uh, but the challenge, I, I, I'm with Leon in this particular camp. If you're of a certain age and you're unattached and you're single, as awful as that may sound or as biased as it is, you ain't doing shit when you're at home. You're watching Netflix. But if you have methods of, of, of measuring that productivity to what Mr. Jones is saying, I think that's a case-by-case -case basis. But in the most part, if you're just as unproductive at home as you are at the office, at least at the office, you're accessible. And that's one of the things that most managers, the old school guys that got successful by being in the office, that's why they want you in the office is they, they want, they, they think that because they got successful being in the office that everybody else needs to be in the office. And a lot of that comes down to uh, serendipitous collaboration, which I, I call bullshit on that. But for the most part, it's yeah. When you're young, get your ass in the office, allow yeah. yourself I, I, to be surveilled. I like that. I, I want to say though, um, and you brought up how do you measure productivity? And I think Mr. Jones nailed it. Like when you're on a computer and it, it's very easy to measure moments, uh, clicks, um, whatever. I think that there, there are unmeasurables. I spent a lot of time in analytics trying to get to numbers to say, how well are you doing? And they're very, 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 very hard to do it, especially when you're into the customer service realm. I, you know, there's workforce managers out there uh, that will swear up and down that if you read this script and you do this, customers will be happier. You know, you know what? Bullshit. Because I listen to those people and they talk to me like a robot and I, I hate every second of it. I hate their, their closing. I hate their intro. I hate the, the fake <laughs> greetings. I hate the whole thing. 
And I think there, there's a lot of people that are like that, but they found a way to measure something, this one microcosm. And they said, as long as we can measure this and we can report up to our bosses and our CEOs and our stockholders that we're doing this little thing well, then we're doing great or profit margins or whatever, whatever your measurement is. I will tell you, and, and it's from spending a lifetime in, in offices, there is, an, and I personally moved my office, not because of its location, not really because of the price, although I saved a little bit, but because of the way that it was organized. I had an old office where everybody had their own office with doors and everybody was separated. I hate that. I want a collaborative space where we're all in the same area. And it made a huge difference because I can overhear other people's conversations just like they can hear mine. And we're all in the same loop all the time. And that is an efficiency I can't put a KPI on, but it is very powerful and it saves a lot of time and a lot of embarrassment and a lot of conversations that didn't need to happen. And that's what happens in person. And I don't know, I don't know how to throw that out as anything, but uh, a positive, if you are in a business that requires collaboration of any level of overhearing a conversation, you know, Mr. Jones in, in his business, if you overheard that Fannie Mae is doing this new thing, like uh, multifamily, loans that are at 5%, which by the way, I'd love to talk to you about at some point that all of a sudden it came out today, <laughs> but you, you overheard that like, cause you're tracking your own stuff over here, but you just heard this really cool thing that Jim and Bob were talking about or Jane and, and, and Janice were talking about over here. And you didn't, you, you weren't tracking that because you're tracking. I mean, there's so many efficiencies. You just can't put a KPI around about being working in person with other professionals doing the same thing that you're trying to do. I that's, that is, that's the secret sauce. And I don't know how to put a number on it. That's going to be the number one argument for return to office, Leon, is if you have an open environment where you can have active collaboration because you're eavesdropping on each other. Yeah. If if you have a work environment where you have six foot walled cubicles with closed doors, then there is yeah. no serendipity. There is no collaboration. I agree. I agree with that. That's a waste of time. Yeah. So I mean there's there's nuance in all things, but there there's some interesting ideas here. The the reason I wanted to bring it up for discussion is there is a growing cohort, typically among the young, and I'm talking about Generation Z here, people that are under 27, that start to feel like there's an entitlement of, I should be able to work from home. It's like, well, I don't want to be the boomer here, but seriously, get into the office, especially the headquarter office, because if you want to excel in your career, it's not because of how well you do your job. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there is no such thing as a meritocracy. The guy that's going to hire and promote you wants to know that you share something in common with them. And that's a, a he and a her thing, by the way. So get your ass into the office, get some relationships, start networking. Business is a people-centric operation. And you can't do that through Slack as much as you like to think you can. Wise words from Danny. Mm -hmm. We beat that one like a dead horse. We did. The horse Kick is it. dead. Kick it. I'd, I'd love for... <laughs> There's the, some left the, in them. Come on. I, I wish that we could get some input from Forehead down there, but... 
Man, did you fix uh, your fucking microphone yet? Because all we can see is your forehead and your bookshelf. <laughs> it's a fascinating hey. bookshelf, I have to say. But I'm more interested in you. Oh, and that was. Oh, we can. I Wait, heard you. Can. Wait. Turn up the volume. Tweak it, man. Wait, wait for it. Oh, now he's got. Now he's a neck. Yeah, that's a nice neck. Mm. You know what? Oh, hey. 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 I still welcome. can't see myself. God damn so it! That's welcome. the problem. I can't see myself, so I can't really tell where the where the camera's hitting me. Well, it's better than it was before. Welcome. Yeah, to we can see you now. You look handsome. Stumbling through this. For those of you at home, I guess this it was, is episode I guess it was 91. The update. Yeah, you did update me. I said some stuff right as I thought this, uh, right as you you guys came on and and nothing. It yeah. kept going mute on and off, like you were trying to unmute and mute and. But yeah, whatever. It, well, see okay. it here. It was Which a little good, bit like you in high school hitting on women. Uh-huh. Just silent. Thank mm-hmm. you. Guy in the corner. Hi. Great to be here. <laughs> this is as, in, as enjoyable as it is. You're not going to get their interest if you're talking to the tits. This Mitch, is... I have a secret for you. I'm a little hammered. I'm, a little, <laughs> is... I'm coming in a little hot tonight. This is just the worst enjoyed possible. The early. This is the worst possible punishment for this to go like this after all the pre-talk bullshit. <laughs> the guilt of of not making the second pod. That wraps up our top story. I've been fucking busy. What do you want from me? This place is dead anyway, man. <laughs>